Welcome to the Townsend Timeout. Today's guest is Danielle Allen Tuck, a sports journalist for the Colorado Springs Gazette and Denver Gazette. Her beat at the newspaper is writing about the NLB baseball team. Colorado Rockies. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself? My name is Danielle Allen Tuck. I currently live in Denver and cover the Rockies for the Colorado Springs Gazette. I'm originally from the Maryland, D.C. area. What is the process like for writing a sports story? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends if it's, like, a game story on deadline or, like, more of a feature. The game story, like, specifically for a baseball game, I usually start writing around the 6th or 7th inning. And then I have 300 awards due as soon as the game ends. We go through the post-game interviews, and then I add about 200 more awards after that, usually. So those are usually pretty quick, and... You know, the final copy is usually done an hour after the game ends. It's the feature. I'm usually, you know, compiling interviews over a couple of days or a couple of weeks, depending on how big it is. I'm just kind of finding time to write in between other things, pull it together. I usually like to have a draft done the day before it's, like, actually due. So then I can spend, like, the day of, you know, like, going through and cleaning it up and making everything perfect. You covered the World University Games in Siberia. How is that experience like for you? Yeah, that was probably the craziest thing I've ever done. I did that my senior year of college. I missed about a month of school. And luckily, my professors were really cool with it. They let me do stuff beforehand and do some school while I was there. So I was balancing that. But then when I was like actually in Siberia, we would cover like one to two events a day. And you would alternate between being on feature duty or like being just like straight game coverage and what day it was and what you were needed and how many other people they had around. And it was very cool because it was, it, they call it, like, the Winter Olympics for, like, people who are college age. So, like, the best Winter Olympic athletes in the world were there. There are a lot of cool events, you know, up close and personal. And got it covered things that I had, you know, never seen in person before. Can you give an example of something you've never seen in person before? Yeah, my favorite was probably ski jumping. And you got to stand, like, the media stood, like, right at the bottom of the mountain. So they'd be like jumping over you. And it was just so cool and wild and the crowd was always so into it. And it's just like they're amazing athletes, like insane, like the tricks they can do. Now you work for the Colorado Springs Gazette and write for the Colorado Rockies. Can you describe your role and how you cover the baseball games like this weekend against the St. Louis Cardinals? That was an away series, so we're not traveling right now because of COVID. With the Cardinal Series, you usually have, like, the day usually starts around, like, 1 or 2. You get a player that you get a Zoom with before, and then you also talk to the manager before the game. So usually I'm writing up kind of, like, a pregame either notebook or cider, kind of depending on, like, how much news there is or how featured I want to be. And that kind of changes every day, depending on what's going on. So I do that, and in the game, you know, I'm tweeting during the game, and I'm looking at that. I like to get, like, really in-depth baseball specifically with, like, pitching. You know, I'm going through all of that stuff, always tweeting out stuff. And then after the game ends, you know, stories do right away. And then you do your post-game Zooms and, you know, wrap everything up. Can you go a little bit into the Rocky season this year and how it's been covering them? Before I got hired and started this job, they traded away Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals. 
and that was a bit of a surprise, and it was, a lot of people thought it was a really bad deal, you know, trading away a player like Nolan, and having to pay, and getting back a couple prospects, and a starting pitcher, Austin Gomber, who hadn't really proved himself yet. So that all happened before I got here, so I, I started, like, right before opening day. They played the Dodgers, I think they won one out of four games, and then they went on the road and lost every single game. So, obviously, the team itself, not doing great. Their general manager stepped down about two weeks ago, I believe. So, lots of news with that. Promoted somebody to team president. They had an interim GM. They've had lots of injuries. Somebody went on an injured list today. There's a lot going on for them off the field right now, which, you know, makes it very interesting to cover. How do you keep the fans interested, even with a subpar record? For a baseball team? It's hard, I think, for me. You know, fans are kind of invested no matter what. They're obviously more invested if they're really good. But they really like seeing kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff. They really like the features on a player that they, like, don't know much about or, like, learning things they knew about their favorite player. They like hearing about, like, the funny things that are happening. And just, like, they don't want to hear the news. Just finding a way to get the news to them in a way like, you have to reiterate how bad they are, but you can also, like, get the news to them in, like, a fresh way, if that makes sense. How do you get the news to them in, like, a fresh way? Can you give an example? Their best player right now, Trevor Story, shortstop, who's been on the team for a while since 2016. He's entered free agency at the end of the season, and they have not engaged in any talks with him about extending him. There's a lot of rumors going on he's going to be traded in July. So, like, with that being said, I was like, okay, thinking about, like, okay, what are they going to do about Trevor Story on a team? I went and looked at who the next best shortstop is in the organization. Mm-hmm. In this case, that was Alan Trejo. So I wrote a profile on Alan Trejo, kind of framing it as, if Trevor Story's days are numbered, here's who you need to know about. So you were a sports fellow for the New York Times covering baseball, football, and Olympic sports. So how has your experience prepared you to where you are now? And what was it like being selected from over 5,000 applicants for the role in the inaugural class? I mean, I owe so much to that fellowship. I just felt like every day I was learning so much. And what I always say about that fellowship is they absolutely destroyed every article I sent in. In a great way. Like, they would sit with me and go through edits. I would do rewrite after rewrite after rewrite. And I just learned so much. I learned so much about what I want to do and about what my writing style was, how to kind of develop that, how to develop sources, how to get those, like, little details that make a story great. And the practical experience, you know, going to baseball games, going to football games, getting to cover Olympic sports, and all the other things that I got to do, it really built up my confidence. It really... You know, just showed me, like, this is what I want to do and gave me the practical experience that I needed to go do it. And, like, working for the New York Times right after college, you know, walking in that building, like, you're in the elevator of all these famous journalists who've done incredible things. It's really humbling. I mean, it was just an amazing experience. You also were a sportscaster for WICB in New York. So what was that experience like? And any tips for up-and-coming commentators? So that was my college radio station at Ithaca College. I did that mainly just for fun. At the time when I started, I didn't really think it was something I wanted to do, you know, professionally. It's just kind of all my friends were doing it. And it seemed cool. I guess my only tip is, like, just, like, portray confidence when you're on the air. Like, they put you on the air for a reason. I, a lot of times when I started, you know, I stutter a lot or I would, like, second guess what I was saying. But, like, just to portray that confidence and, like, you do know what you're talking about. Probably my favorite tip. And now, like, I, I you know, writing's always going to be my main thing, but, like, I wouldn't mind one day, you know, doing commentating on the side. 
You also served as the president and founder of the Association of Women in Sports Media at your college. How has that organization helped shape you into your career right now? I started that for the junior year with a couple of good friends. It was really just a place for you know women who wanted to go into sports media at my college to kind of just come together safely, network with each other, but also you know start networking with professionals in the industry. You know our school, you know kind of looked like what the rest of the sports world looks like where there aren't a ton of women who want to do it. So we kind of thought it was a good place to be able to support each other and build bonds. And it definitely was that. Like, I got to go to the convention in 2018, I believe. I met so many people who have, you know, become my best friend. I met mentors who have been there to help me along the way. And I just, I owe so much to that. How do we get more women interested in sports journalism? For me, obviously, like, representation is important. Like, I was thinking a lot about this yesterday when Beth Mowens was doing play-by-play for the Cuffs games. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, she's only, like, I think the third woman ever to do this. And, like, that right there is a great step. But also, like, reaching out to people. Like, whenever I see a woman in a press box that I don't know, like, I want to introduce myself. And just, like, making sure everybody feels welcomed and knowing that, you know, they belong there just as much as everybody else does. What do you do for fun when you're not covering sports? I like to watch a lot of sports. Sometimes I need a break. I grew up an athlete, so I love working out, swimming. Swimming's been one of my main passions for as long as I can remember. Also love reading, you know, hanging out with friends, getting really into hiking now that I live in Denver and have the beautiful mountains surrounding me everywhere. What do you take from whenever you were a swimmer to now into your career? A lot of it is, you know, the hard work and the long hours that it took to be a swimmer and the dedication to that. And I think a lot of that applies to sports journalism and also knowing that, like, I wasn't the most talented swimmer and I'm not the most talented sports journalist, but, like, if you work hard, like, you'll see improvement and you'll be able to go far. Is there anything else that you like to add? You know, having a mentor is really important to me. So, like, if you're interested in, like, going to sports journalism, like, finding someone that you can go to when things are going well and things are not going well, it's really beneficial. You're out. You heard that, Ump. That means we have to wrap up this week's show as we're out of here. Thank you, Daniel Allen Tuck, the sports journalist covering the Colorado Rockies, for her time today. And tune in next week as we will have a guest that you can find at V Townsend News on Twitter. Take care and see you next week.